number one automotive sales podcast. Broadcasting around the world. Around the world. 100% positive mindset on making over 100K a year. You want to make more money and close more car deals while keeping a positive mindset. This is the show for you. If you can mind your business while you mind your own business as you looking in the mirror and saying, this is my business. This podcast is for you. Broadcasting around the world. This is the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast with Ron Garverick. Look at my boys. Who's on this live? Ron. What's up, champion? Ron Garvick. That dude's a beast, man. If you need some sales training at your store, that dude's a beast. Welcome to another episode of the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast. I am your host, Ron Garvick. Thank you for being with me tonight, this evening, uh, this morning, whenever you are actually listening to the show. Thank you. This show is brought to you by Dealer Elite, the most recognized automotive social network in the world. Sign up now and engage with the best and brightest stars in this industry. Also, don't forget, it is also sponsored by Street Volkswagen of Amarillo. They are trying to electrify America and electrify Amarillo with the new ID4, the all-electric ID4. And we also have the new Volkswagen Taos. Check them out. It's a smaller SUV. You really will enjoy the ride. Also, sponsoring the show is absolutely Garv Automotive. For all your BDC sales, finance, management training, log on to www.garvautomotive.com. So we're going to do something very special tonight. We're going to talk about overcoming customers' objections. Are they really objections or are they resistance? Have you solved the problem to get them to buy the vehicle? That's what we're going to check out today with the new podcast of the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast, how important it is to understand the um, overcoming objections. We'll be right back. Discover your daily deal at the dating site for automobiles, streetvw.com. Here's General Manager John Luciano. You can save thousands on this showstopper, the revved up Volkswagen Atlas Crossport, or get ultra low monthly payments on all new and used vehicles, like on the Volkswagen Atlas. And remember, many Volkswagen vehicles are famous for outstanding fuel economy. And meet the Volkswagen ID4. This affordable electric SUV is going to change everything. Hurry and discover your daily deal now at streetvw.com. Street Volkswagen of Amarillo, 5000 South Sansi. And we are back. Thank you for joining us. Now we're talking about closing, closing the deal, how important it is to close the deal. Now, when you're trying to overcome objections from the customer that is considered closing, closing the deal, closing is the final step in the pursuit of any goal. This thing called closing is just not something that salespeople do but something that applies to every person. Nothing truly happens until you are able to get the support, energy, and resources, and others. As harsh as it may seem to close, it separates what who have 
it separates from who has those and who don't. The critical and vital uh, ability is what the different differences the dreamer of the expectation individual who makes the dreams come true. But it's trying to say is it's whoever wants wants the deal most, whoever closes the deal. It's either the customer's going to close it to the salesperson that they don't want it, the price is too high, the payment's too high, whatever, so what, somewhat. Or it's the salesperson that's finding what the customer really wants, solving their problem, finding their wants and needs, and getting the job done right? That's, that's how important it is. And there's a lot of great closers out there in, in life uh, that has closed a lot of deals uh, to get what they want. So, it, in, and you got to understand a closer knows how to control and direct the prospect's attention throughout each step of the sale and willing to do so. Closers are in full control of every step. They are 100% involved and leave nothing to chance. They are highly skilled in persuading, convincing someone to buy their products, services, or ideas. They have all the skills that the best presenter and much, much more. They don't rely solely on presentations to make their sales, but they use them as one of their many tools. Did you hear that? They, they, they do their presentations, but that's not the only thing that they use to close their deals, but it's, it, it's part of their tools. Closers know how to precise or do precise steps required to get someone to buy and have the know-how certainty and confidence to get each step fully done. They know where the cell is going at all times. They know where the cell is going at all times. Did you hear that? There's some salespeople out there that are just winging it. They're not getting the clear idea on how to fact find, find out all the information the customer wants to find out so they can close the deal. They're just winging it, hoping that the customer will fall in love with the product, hoping uh, that the customer will fall in love with the price and they'll move on and sell the car. That is not 100% true. That you know, You've got to have perfect steps. Excuse me. You know, when you go live, you you start doing stuff, sneezing, and coughing, and whatnot. So I, I I apologize on that. Closers, uh, a scale for the three types of salespeople according to their abilities can cause and determine the sales at which it looks like this. Whew, sorry, you got a closer. Closer has full control of the deal. Presenter, they have some control, occasionally causes a sale to occur, and an order taker. They have little or no control, and they rarely cause a sale to happen. Now, I'm going to go by. Closer closes the deal the majority of the time. Presenter has somewhat of control, but they give all the information to the customer so they can go shop. They never ask this one deal. Will you take the car home today? Or do you see value in that? Do you see value in that? And then close the deal. And then you have order takers. Order takers is when a customer says, I need to be at a 350 payment. I will not go any higher. I will not do anything more. I just want to get the, the deal done, right? And what happens? They get the deal done. They don't make any money. 
they just get a little notch on the back of the board that says they sold the car. So order takers are at the bottom of the scale and they do little or nothing to cause the sale to happen. They are, uh, sorry, they are in actually effect of the sale occurring. Presenters are a high, are a bit higher upon the scale as they cause, uh, as they are causing the presentation, which they hope will bring the prospect up to interest in resulting to a sale. But closers at the top of the scale cause each required step that leads into the sale occurring. They use various tools and techniques to bring this about. They leave nothing to chance, and they don't just hope for the sale to close. They cause the sale to close. By understanding the following of the roadmap, remember, meet and greet, qualify, test drive, write up, close, delivery, follow up. They have control of each one of those steps. The closers know where they're going and how they're going to get there. Okay. Closers know how to take the sale from point A to point B. They not only know that a straight path exists, but they know how they're going to get on that path and stay on that path in a way to close. There are always, or there are always directing and steering the sale from point A to point B as fast as possible, knowing that the faster they do, the more sales they will make in the time they have and the more money they will earn. Guys, this is so crucial that you understand this. You've got to know your steps. There, I know there's a lot of salesmen out there that are going, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know what? I can, I can do. I can sell a lot of cars. I know what I'm doing. But how many repeat customers do you have? How many repeat customers do you have coming back to your dealership to come buy a car from you? Someone that that didn't do the following steps, didn't do, didn't ask the proper questions to get to where they need to be in the sale. They they half asked it all the way through. Okay, right, guys. You know sometimes there's nothing wrong with that, but in other times, if you if you want to be in this business and make this your business, member the ownership thinking. If you want to make this your business. You've got to do your follow-ups. You've got to do your closes. You've got to do your fact-finding. You've got to find out what the customer wants, what their needs are, and solve their problem. Before they can own the car, they've got to want to buy it. And before they buy it, they've got to have their problem solved. And before they can have their problem solved, you've got to ask all the right qualifying questions. And before you can ask them all the qualifying questions, you've got to do the meet and greet, and you've got to introduce yourself, right? If you look at it that way, you have a better chance of selling the customer. I know guys out there right now that are having problems. They are having problems trying to sell a car, period. There, there's some green peas out there right now that are trying to sell the car, and they have no idea what they're doing. And they're so prideful. They're so prideful that they don't want any help. Even when a veteran has offered to help them, they don't want any help. Listen, guys, I've been in this business for 11 years. Some of some have been in this longer, but I've been in this business for 11 years and I still ask for help.
I want to take care of everybody that I can take care of, but everybody's going to need help every once in a while. Not everybody knows anything. Shit, I don't know everything about the car business. I don't know any, everything about training, but I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to ask. And that's why I have plenty of people out there that I can call on and ask for their advice. Just recently, I got a phone call from Damien Boudreaux. He was he was critiquing me on one of my podcasts where I had my my sales team on the podcast, and and he was critiquing the show and telling me what I could do better. You know, I could have had the attitude. He's like, "Man, what what do you know? Did I ask for your help?" But no, I didn't. I didn't say anything like that. I I absorbed everything that he told me, and and I took notes, and and I appreciated everything he gave me because he wants me to be better. He knows what my common goal is. He knows what I want to do. He's He knows my past where I didn't have a trainer, where I didn't have anybody who tried to show me how to sell cars or overcome objections. And you know what? That's why I want to put this into you guys. That's why I want to be able to help you. If by just listening to the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast show, by just listening to the show, and you collect just a couple of nuggets that will make you better into the in the automotive industry, I've done my job. I appreciate each and every one of you listening to the show. I appreciate each and every one of you pouring in and letting me be the the voice of reason when it comes to the the uh, automotive realm you know you know when a customer says you know what i gotta think about it you know you mr customer let me ask you a question if you gotta think about it what are the four things that you're gonna have to think about right there's four things you gotta think about it now, may i share them with you when you say you have to think about it, now, is it the price? Is it the payment? Is it the product, the 2021 uh, Volkswagen Atlas? Or is it me? And if it's me, I want to apologize that I wasn't, you know, what you were looking for in a, uh, a sales ambassador to find the right vehicle for the right payment. But I want to apologize. And if it's me, I, I'd be happy to get you with somebody else. Oh, no, 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 Ron. It's not you. Okay, great, great. Now, so we got that out of the way. Now, is is this the car that you said that you would like to take home today? Yeah, yeah, this is it's perfect. Okay, so are you going to cut me out a check for the uh, for the for the price, or go outside finance? No, 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 no. We're we're going to finance with you. Okay, great. So payment is the issue. So if I can get the payment to fit your budget, would you take this car home today? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it home. Great. See, or, you know, let me talk to my wife. Okay. I understand. Now let me ask you a question. If your wife was right here, where, where would she have a problem? Would she have a problem with the car or would she have a problem with the payment? By, by asking that question, knowing that the wife is not here, you're pinpointing the payment or the car, which would she have an issue with? And 99.9% of this objection, I need to talk to my wife or my husband or my spouse. It's really them that has the issue, but you are you're pinpointing it with him or her to the significant other. And by asking the significant other or by asking him or her, if your significant other is here, which one would they have an issue with? 
the price or the the payment or the car and they say payment okay great great so if you're looking at the payment where would she be comfortable with the payment so you can take the car home today ah she would have she'd want to be at a 375 payment and right now we're at a 425 okay we could solve that problem real easy now now the way the vehicles are being priced right now, we have no room to be giving anything away. But with $3,500 down, I could take this $425 payment and get it to a, a $375 payment. Are you willing to put $3,500 down? No. All right. Okay. So basically, you're, we're looking at the payment. We're seeing that there's an issue, right? Okay. So with the issue... You take you take the the four twenty five right. You take a four twenty five payment. My is three seventy five dollars from where payment. So then, and we're a dollar sixty seven cents away from taking this car home today, right? Where did I get that at? Okay, I take we're $50 away in payment. I divide that by 30 days. By doing that by 30 days, we're looking at a dollar sixty-seven extra a day to get you the car that you are hoping to take home, right? So let me ask you a question. You spend more than a dollar sixty-seven a day on Starbucks, Monsters, Red Bulls, Big Macs. Whatever it is, you spend more than $1.67 a day. And that is stuff that you don't need, but you're saying that you do need this new 21 Atlas. What I need you to do is go ahead and sign here, and I'll get the vehicle ready and washed and detailed and put fuel in. By the time you get out of the finance department, you'll be ready to rock and roll and take home the car that you were hoping to take home today. You see, by doing that, breaking it down to pennies, it comes, you're bringing realistic numbers into the sales or the, the customer's head. It is so easy to do with that. $50 divided by 30 is $1.67 a day. You spend more, more than $1.67 a day on Sonic Big Gulps, 7-Eleven Big Gulps, Route 44 at Sonic, whatever you want. You spend more than that a day, and you really don't need that stuff. But you do need this 2021 Volkswagen Atlas. So I need you to sign right here, and I'll get it ready for you. You see how easy that is, right? You see how easy it is to tell a customer to overcome a customer's objection. That wasn't an objection. That was just a way for them to run away, right? When the customer also says, hey, you know, I need to think about it. Do you need, do you need two or three days or two or three weeks to think about it? No, no, no. Two or three days would be just fine. Mr. Customer, let me ask you this. You don't really need two or three days, really. Now, if I gave you two or three days and then I called you back, you would have to think about three things, right? Is this the car that I want? Is this the car that fits my monthly budget? And am I the salesperson you want to buy from? 
And if you answered yes to all three of those questions right now, there's nothing to think about. I need you to sign right here and I'll get it ready, washed up, detailed, and fueled. By the time you get out of the finance department, you'll be ready to rock and roll and take the nice car home. So you buy doing all that. We already know thought is so instant, right? You think about an elephant, you think about your house burning down, you think quickly. It is so instant. So there's nothing to think about. And if you do have to think about it, it's like I always said, it's the four P's, price, product, payment, person, or the three N's for your old dogs. It's money, man, machine. We just got to break it down when we got to ask the customers, which one is it? Which one it is so we can break it down. There's so many times that, that salesmen are so scared to ask the customer for their business. I tell them, I tell salesmen all the time, I don't need practice, okay? And, and managers, you harp on it, it, it. You need to do a TO. You need to do a manager TO. Before your customers leave, you need to come to me and I'll go talk to your customer. Well, here is what I believe. Managers, get up off your seats. Make an early TO. Get up, introduce yourself to the customer. Hi, just want to let you know I'm the new car manager. I want to take care of you. I'll be working the numbers against the bank, trying to give you the best interest rate possible. I'll be working the numbers to look at your trade, to give you the best, uh, all the money for the trade for what it's worth. I just wanted to come out and introduce myself because, you know, we have a bad reputation of being the man behind the curtain. I just want to come out, shake your hand, and let you know I'm going to be working for you to get you all the right numbers. By doing it that way, they're going to bring their, their wall down. They're going to trust you and they're going to believe with everything that you say. But if we wait, they look at the numbers. They don't want the numbers. They're ready to rock and roll. They want to either fight and flight. So now they're trying to flight out and you're coming up going, hey, 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 hey. Well, where do we need to be at the numbers? No, that ain't going to work. No, let's, let's do an early one. Salespeople, what I need you to do is go by the sales tower and go, hey, John, I just want to introduce you to Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They're looking at the 2021 F-150 truck out there, uh, the maroon one with the leather interior with the nice wheels. Yeah, they want to they want to take that truck home today. And I just thought I'd introduce you to them because I know you're going to be the one working real hard to get them the right numbers so they'll take them home today. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, this is John. Just an early walk by. Hey, how are you doing, folks? Thank you for stopping by. We look forward to earning your business. Uh, be working real hard on the numbers for you. So it makes it easier when you're going out there and you're presenting numbers to the customer and, and the customer gives you an objection. You know how to overcome it, especially on, on trade appraisals. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Trade appraisals. You guys are always fighting with the desk on trying to get more money for the trade. What are you trying to do? You're trying to steal the deal. If you're doing your proper job, don't get mad at the manager. If you're not, if you're not doing the proper walk around in the trade, we need to help you. We need to school you a little bit more. Don't work the sales, the, the, the manager that's praising the vehicle. You should be working the customer on why the trade is worth what it's worth. And if you do what you're shown by your management staff, you'll have a better way of 
getting the customer to believe you when you start talking about how the windshield needs replaced, how the tires need to be fixed or replaced, how the dings, dents, and scratches all over the vehicle need to be repaired, how you, that you need to do a detail, and just all the, the benefits of taking care of that vehicle to make it frontline ready. But we're too busy at arguing with the sales manager on getting more for the trade because we're too weak or not that we don't have enough knowledge to talk to the customer to convince them why their vehicle is worth what it's worth. So we we got to work on that. We got to work on working the customer, not the desk. Because if you start working the desk, all you're trying to do is take whatever money that you are allowed to be making at that dealership and you're cutting yourself short. I'll be back in a moment. We're going to take a, uh, a break and I'll be right back. He has proven methods that really work. If you want to make more money, take these classes. He's intense, truthful, and he knows what he's doing. Check him out. Garvick, man, where to start with this guy? Um, I've had the pleasure of working under him for the past four years. He's my manager up at Street Volkswagen, and it's just been an amazing experience. I came in as a green pea with no experience, and you know he's went over and taught me a lot of you know a lot of great stuff with the car business, whether it's negotiating, uh, trade appraisals, walkarounds, you name it. He's went over it with me, and I'm super appreciative. He brings a ton to the table, you know, a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of experience. He's worked the desk. He's you know. He's worked every position, you know, BDC, sales. He's done everything in the dealership. So he has a wealth of knowledge and, you know, having those credentials behind him really solidifies what he's saying. You know, he knows his shit. He's good at what he does. He's had results. So definitely listen to Rod Garbrick, man. Uh, I'm very blessed to have him at the dealership and be able to learn from him directly. So tons of good stuff. Can't wait for y'all to check it out. Hello, guys. My name is Joel Marquez, and I highly recommend... Ron Garbert sells training because he's very passionate at what he does. Uh, me and Ron have been working together for over five years, uh, two different dealerships. I went from making two to $2,500 to pushing over $10,000 a month. Uh, yes, I'm currently over $100,000 year to date in about eight and a half months. I highly recommend you guys take advantage of all his courses. He's great at what he does. Thank you guys. Have a blessed day. All right, welcome back to the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast. We are talking about how to overcome objections and why it's important, okay? One of the one of the things that we're looking at now when it comes to objections, we're looking at the negotiation part, right? That's one of the biggest issues that we have. Salesmen, they just want to go ahead and they want to just present numbers, hope to God that the customer says yes. If, as soon as the customer says no, they're running back to the sales tower to convince the manager to give them a better deal. We were afraid to negotiate. But um, negotiating, you should not be scared of negotiation. Negotiation should be where you're trying to get a fair deal for both the dealership and the managers. Anytime we start talking about numbers, the negotiation has begun, right? When we find out how much they're looking to spend, what their credit is, 
what kind of money they're putting down and uh, what they owe on their trade, all of the above that's related to negotiation. Usually because of the sales process made that the focus where we've conditioned the customers to bring those things up early. In these cases, either they're starting to the negotiation and they will have the advantage and we're initiating the price conversation way too early and we'll give the advantage away. As the old saying goes, the biggest bump you'll ever get is the one that you'll never hear. If we ask the customer where they want to be at and find out they want to be at a $300 payment with zero down, the first pencil being 6700 down with an 876 a month payment will look like a Grand Canyon size gap. But if we never find out those numbers at all, then the first pencil will pull out the top numbers instead of realistic numbers that we usually get often. By being the first person to throw out the numbers, we cover a ton of ground with the very beginning without have to pull them up there. See, when I pencil deals, I don't really ask the customer or salesman where do they want to be at. I just pencil the deal and I look for a what? Not a commitment, but an objection. I want to know on that, that pencil where they have an issue with. Is it the price? Is it the payment? Is it the money down? Or if they have a trade, is it the trade amount? And then we can pinpoint the numbers there. We can look at them there. But I granted, I pencil deals way different than the other four managers at the dealership does. They pencil them, uh, and I'm not talking trash on them. They pencil them just so they can sell a car. I pencil them because it's easier to start high and negotiate down than to start low and try to negotiate up. That's where you have a big issue at. When, when I go out and talk to a, a customer, I don't start with, hey, what is it going to take to get you to buy this vehicle? How about I take $1,000 off? Hey, how about that I uh, throw in tent? It is what do we need to do to get you into this car today? I need you to take $1,000 off. Now, I don't know if I could take $1,000 off, but maybe if I shoot for $250, I may have $250 left. I may be able to go that route. Would you buy the car if I could take an additional $250 off? See, I'm holding money so I don't give away money. But Salesman, you have every right to ask the same question. I don't know if I can give you $250 off, but if I can, will you buy the car today? So if they say yes and you go back to the sales manager, hey, I was talking to them. They wanted $1,000 off. I told them, I don't know if we have it, if we have any, if they can get $250 off, they would buy the car today. Do we have $250 of room to give the customer? By doing that, you're making it so much easier for the customer to take the car home. And it's a win-win situation for you, the manager, the store, and the customer. But we're afraid. We're afraid to do the, um, excuse me, we're afraid to try to negotiate because we're scared or we don't know how 
to negotiate with the customer. We are we are scared that we're going to mess up or we just know, hey, we're here to sell cars. We're not here to make any money. So it really doesn't matter. We're just trying to make a living in, in the car business. So keep that in mind. You have every right to try to sell a car. You have a, every right to try to sell a car, make as much money as you can, and profit from that. But you, my friends, have to learn. You're going to have to learn how to overcome objections. You're going to have to learn how to uh, ask the right questions to get the, the customer to uh, – Commit your commitment from the customer. If you have no commitment, then you have no deal. And you have to ask them all the right questions and all the right time because it makes no sense if you're going to sit there, show the customer the car, show the customer all the features and benefits, but then not ask them for the business. You don't need to practice. We practice in the sales meetings. We practice in the, in the huddles. You don't need to get with the customer or do all the practicing with the customer. Just like when a salesman comes over and gives you a, a, an appraisal and they don't have a commitment from the customer. Salespeople, let me say this to you. This is what you should say to your customers at any time. When you're showing the car, do you see value in that? Yes. If all terms are agreeable, will you take the car home today? Yes. When you are going to the setting down, presenting or getting the information from the customer so you can go to the sales tower, are you excited? This is a great opportunity. If everything is agreeable, numbers, trade-in, everything, will you take the car home today? Yes. Anytime they say no, then you can stop and ask why. Now you have, excuse me, now you have to fact find. Now you have to figure out where the issue is and how to get back on track. That's important. Thank you for joining me this evening. Thank you for joining me on the show. The show is brought to you by Dealer Elite the most recognized automotive social network in the world. Sign up now and engage with the best and brightest in our industry. Also, Street Volkswagen of Amarillo. They have the new 2022 Volkswagen Taos small SUV. People are in love with it. And check out Garv Automotive www.garvautomotive, G-A-R-V as in Victor, automotive.com for all your BDC, finance, sales, and management training. You need it, log on to it, subscribe. I'll even give you a, a code to get 50% off on all training, all right? And don't forget, October, October Digital Dealer is going to be in Las Vegas, October 12th and 14th. And yours truly, yours truly, the Automotive Architect will be there. I will be at the event. Hopefully, I will have a uh, 
podcast going on for the automotive architect sales podcast have a little boost sit down we'll have a conversation i would love to talk to you guys i'm going to meet up with my my brothers lou and fred from the car guy coffee podcast and uh meet up some some other people i would love to connect talk with you learn with you maybe you have some questions maybe i have some answers and vice versa i may have some questions and you got some answers but i'd love to connect with each and every one of you please get a hold of me find me on facebook find me on linkedin uh send me a message let me know that you're going to be at digital dealer i would love to meet up with you i get in uh that monday afternoon actually I leave here in Amarillo at 3.30 and I get to Vegas at 3.30. So how funny is that? But catch up with me. Let's have dinner. Let's talk. Let's uh, connect and see what we can do. But if you're going to Digital Dealer on October 12th through the 14th, please get a hold of me. I'll be there October 11th, by the way. And I leave uh, early on the 14th. So we got uh, the 11th in the evening. We got the 12th, we got the 13th, and we, we can have breakfast in the morning on the 14th, and then I head back to Amarillo. So thank you once again for listening to the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast. Don't forget about my sister podcast, the Manager T.O. Podcast. It's a great show. Great to have you uh, listening. And if you ever need anything, you know how to reach me. Find me on LinkedIn. Find me on Facebook. And my number is 806-922-6141. Shoot me a text. Let's connect. Guys, thank you for joining me. Thank you for being on here. Don't forget, I am also on YouTube. Go to Ron Garbrick on YouTube. And you can find, like, share, and comment. And I uh, look forward to uh, connecting with each and every one of you. But once again, thank you again. Thank you for your support. And we'll talk soon.